Perhaps when it's recorded and isn't just for my ears. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like stock. I'm that scat and I caught her. I'm out here with somebody's daughter. She calling me daddy. I'm somebody's father. I gotta go diss it. I when I go kiss it. I put my lips on it like somebody bought it. A diamond, a glacier, a card in the wallet. She put up the fuck me, but nobody caught it. She told me that she wasn't feeling my music. I caught it. She told me it's nobody harder. And I'm with the G ski. I need that shit for the free ski. We are not buying no pussy. You selling on peace tree. It's so much work on my celly. I had to go tell all my bitches. Email it to reach me. All in my DM. I'll follow your BM. She played with the close ski. We used to fuck on the low ski. She used to lie on my bed and go lie to your face and say, I'm just a bro. Nigga, you knows me. You ain't believe it. You wanted to toast me. I had it standing as long as a ruler in case you was cooling and wanna approach me. Dropped the Bentayga, came back in the cullin' and she wanna fuck again. I want that tongue again. Stuck it so deep that she cough up a lung again. Five star bitches, they on the run again, run again, running in diamonds. They illuminating the way that I come again. I just put so many pennies on the watch and I don't never got a stun again, nigga. Look toy. The epic Wednesday podcast. Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. What's bracken? Brand new whip, new mansion. Brand new tips, new dances. Same old dick, new magnum. Same old shit, new magnum. Wouldn't it be great? Same old thong, new dragons. Same old strong, new ashes. I go pass that bitch like magic. I ain't capping. I'm lit. I'm active. Yeah, like five and they like packs. I'm yak. I'm drowning this milk like Applejack. I sell a bitch dream. Put tax on that. Let's slam that bitch. That slap and slap. Your bumpers roll that. I'm on the stream. Yeah. 
I'm glad I ate that. I'd be sitting here starving otherwise. <clears throat> we ready? What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade, and I'm joined as always by my good friend. And lovely assistant Hannah, and also a really awesome dude, actually. And his name's in the title Simon Anderson. Simon, how are you doing? Oh, hold on, hold on. I did it again. I did it again. Say hello again. We just <laughs> hello again. Three oh. seconds. Three seconds. Oh, well, I mean, it wasn't that impressive. Three seconds with me never really is impressive, but... Um... <laughs> I don't want to know about that, Simon. Oh, yeah, I'm sure um, you... Yeah, fire the I can't you. even unlock the mics. Uh, we are here. This is the Wednesday podcast. I'm dabbling with calling it the epic Wednesday podcast because a couple of people have mentioned that to me. So let's play with that not set in stone if you've got any feedback as to what the name of the podcast should be in the future really open to hearing about it i'm sure simon is as well uh today guys we're going to cover a few things i don't actually know what simon has in his folder uh but we're going to be talking about a little bit about ice cube because ice cube has been getting a little bit of a hiding lately on social media for trying to reach out and trying to do better for Black America. Hannah, what have you got today? I just want to talk about where, since our last um, conversations, you know, we've had our elections here in New Zealand, so I just wanted to discuss that a wee bit with you guys, and um, maybe you intelligent men might want to have a few points to say about that too, so I just wanted Did to bring you it just up. call us intelligent? Look at Simon's head already. It's blowing up. <laughs> Thanks, Hannah That's Wheeler. just the big dome. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> we look forward to that. And Simon, what are you thinking about for today? I've got a little bit of a, a spicy topic to do with uh, American politics. I mean, it's low down the priority list. It's a bit out there. Um, I'm happy just to input my spicy takes to the other topics, but if we have time, uh, something to do with the uh, with Democrat uh, presidential candidate and his son, and potentially what they have just recently handed over to the police, um, and the <laughs> I, contents I, of that device. I, I just want to say, I think I know all about this, Simon. But, as with every... I don't say so look forward to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hunter oh, you Biden probably shouldn't, but yeah. Just, <laughs> I, I guess so it was, but I don't know the story, so I'd love to hear more. So yeah, great. 
But before all of that, ladies and gentlemen, as we always do on the Wednesday podcast, and because I'm driving this train, I always give myself the space to ask a question of the day, which is more like a question of the week. Simon, are you ready for this one? Hit me with it. All right. So the question of the day slash week is, why are people so eager to be led? Why are people so eager to be led? And we'll give Simon a minute to uh, smoke on that one. And Hannah, we'll, we'll we'll go to you first of all. Really? Yeah, because um. <laughs> you always get the preview. No, I've been struggling with this, honestly. Um, <laughs> why are people so eager to be led? Um, I don't think it's good enough <laughs> to say why are people so eager to be led. So I guess that's why I've been blue screening a, a wee bit, because I don't so, think it's good enough to be led. So start there then. So so do you agree with the premise that, that people are eager to be led? Certain people, um, I guess, when you say the word eager, that's <laughs> that's what trips me up. Is yeah. it's often those people that don't want to, um, you know, focus and just want to be in something mundane and something, you know, quite laid back and they want to be directed in their job they don't want to be the leaders they don't want um oh so you're looking at it from a job perspective i and i'm next going to go for go through that and going people look at that in life they look at um right what should i be doing with my what should I be doing with my children? And then they look at, you know, they question themselves as parents and then they go and research all about these parenting programs and then they think, okay, yeah, no, that's what I should do. That's what I'll do. And they need to be led by someone else and feel like they need to be led. And I just think it gets worse though, when they start actually taking being led by their own parents as adults in beta <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> you need to step up and you should start directing your life even if it's just in one yeah. area if it starts in study if it starts at home you know um if it starts in your work and i think there are some jobs that you are told what to do and that's it but a lot of jobs you are able to be innovative so i think you just need to start being innovative and not be afraid to be innovative cool we'll leave it there for now hannah and if you have any other thoughts we can add them on later simon why are people so eager to be led i I almost laugh when you ask it the first time because you pause after people so i thought the question was why are people and questions are getting a little bit too abstract why why are people why are people um so thanks hannah i guess i I agree with what you said about work and how that parallels some other parts of their life um and that it is an easy kind of cop-out route to just 
accept what is uh, common practice and to implement that in your life. I think the main reason why people are so eager to be led is basically genetics and um, and history. Like there's been tens, hundreds of thousands of years of humans and their ancestors of living in tribal settings. There was one person who led the tribe. There were the elite people that worked alongside the the top person at the top and the large majority of the tribe just worked at the leader's discretion but that was how people survived and if you didn't toe the line you were exiled you were killed like it's built into our hardwired genetics that we love authority and that we love uh somebody to tell us where to go and to give us a picture of this ideal we're striving towards whether it's you know back in the days of our ancestors traveling across the african continent it was we need to stick together there's an oasis over these hills if we work together and we all head in this direction and we do these things our tribe will survive and thrive and so will your family and then you you get to modern day society and you turbocharged it by all these people who understand human psychology far better than anybody else right you look at edward bernays and the history of propaganda and what he was able to achieve and how the propaganda became a, a naughty word based on what the nazis did with it but bernays's um uncle i think was sigmund freud who was the father basically of human psychology and he took his uncle's teachings and applied it to advertising and figured out the cheat codes to make people respond with emotional triggers and so what we've got in the last hundred few hundred years is oh okay Ibn Bernays is basically in the last hundred years but what we've had is every single media and politician and powerful figure in our society even businessmen understand human psychology and understand how to get the average npc bot drone whatever you want to call them beta <laughs> the word jade they understand how to get them psychologically wired to just absolutely love what they're being told to do and that's my i guess my thoughts on that and why I, people I, are so eager to be led. i really like that and, and just because i Thank always you. seem to forget to actually respond myself I, I might actually respond this time, and, and I think I agree with, like, literally everything you guys have said, and I, I would also say that um, I, I would offer at least that people are just keen not to have to think about the answers. Absolutely, yeah. Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, if someone steps up with the answers and says, this is my, this is our problem, this is the solution, back me and we can get it done, then that that's why people are so eager to be led. And, and um, just on that though, being that we're in an, an apparent age of enlightenment anyway, it's sort of like, I'm really keen to under, understand why people in this day and age are keen, so eager to be led because of the information, tools and resources at our disposal. Do, do we really need leadership anymore? 
Well, uh, the leadership that we've got is proactively discrediting any sort of avenue people can get to free thought and to self-government governing, right? Like, I there is agree with that. There is the what you call the accepted way of life that is controlled and manicured by people in power and anytime you try to use this wealth of resource and information at our fingertips it's censored it's uh fact checked um you know like it's 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 um at every step of the way you are criticized and ridiculed for stepping away from you know the treaded path yeah and 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 again i just say so then is that leadership or is that control because because getting getting really down and dirty about it you could argue that in some people's eyes humans are resources and i'm not i'm not trying to go too close to home clubbing like i kind of fell into that one but it, it is relevant to the health and social sector too People, people are literally resources that can achieve, that can achieve means for people in more esteemed positions. I mean, that's the um, it's one of the arguments for communism, right? Like, is that humans are a resource and that they should seize the means of production because they deserve to. Like, I don't know how to explain it, right? Like. If if in the world world of capitalism humans are treated as resource, then the humans involved in creating the products that those resources are involved in should have control over that. Yeah, I I I, I don't think so. That the bit about capitalism is is the the investment and the risk. Where, yeah. when you when you look at the true blue communist angle it doesn't take into account investment and risk it just it just takes into account what happens now so all well and good to account okay. for all well and good to account for production now but how do you produce more like who's taking that risk who's making the investment is everybody making the investment and, and well, how and how would you make decisions at scale? Say you've got a workforce of like, at least be conservative here. Even if you had a workforce of like seventy, how how would you get a decision over the line to make an investment if if the workers all had an equal stake in the decision? Like that's when you ask. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say, weren't you pondering? the um, ability to decide nationwide on policy instead of parties and looking at potential ways of doing that. So I think you could use something similar of, I mean, there probably is the technology and the platforms now to mm. give people that equal weighting and get their opinions captured quickly. I don't think it's uh, efficient. I think the capitalist model makes decisions a lot more efficiently no no uh clear answer on quality of decision making but definitely the model of hierarchy and authority allows for quicker decision making interesting that you raise the um 
the collective decision making be because I I suppose the the key difference is um, no one has to buy from my business, but I have to I have to live in society. So so I, I think that's just a tiny differentiator why why they're not apples to apples. Because if, if I'm being forced to live in society, if I'm forced to be governed by laws um, that that are agreed at some level, then then I I should have some direct input into those laws and mm. and, reg and regulations. Like I I think it's wrong that um, you have to not only pay for the construction of a water tank here in Auckland. But you also have to pay to get it certified by the council. Uh, when you consider that companies like Coca-Cola stick a pipe in the ground and say, sweet bro, and, and then, you know, they just make millions and millions of water they didn't even pay for. I don't really get that. I know we're sort of sidetracking a lot. But yeah, that that's the reason I'm so against... Um, regulation and too many laws that hinder freedom because if you want to collect water and you're dumb enough not to take reasonable steps to ensure that uh, water is healthy I don't know what to say to you you know like if I had the ability to collect my own water and not have to pay the council for it I would do everything I would probably do more than the regulations require because I could actually afford it. That's why socialism and regulation is so backwards for me. Fair enough. I mean, that, uh, that Coca-Cola example sucks, man. Like, <laughs> it's so clear, and I can't think of any other way, but there are some people in power who control water access that are absolutely just living life. Because there is no way people can just pump water out of the ground in a country like New Zealand and just send it straight overseas without anybody like caring about what we're getting compensated for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like somewhere, someone is getting bank and it fucks me off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know me, Simon. The first place I go to is the. Um company's office, say, hey, if we actually had the time in the day, it wouldn't be too hard to figure out who was benefiting. Once you peeled back all their, um, all their trusts, of course. Hmm. Alright, Hannah, did you want to go first, or shall I? Yeah, no, I'll go first. I've, I've just got talking points, talking points i don't necessarily do you have any have graphics for me did i receive any oh no i didn't send them to you in the end okay. um so we had our election on the 17th and what uh, is the go G give us the real go because i heard it was like 64 so that is what i was gonna just get to <laughs> so just to first give you guys a breakdown there is six a choice of sixteen different parties that um, actually put forward and sixteen. You can nominate. So sixteen. 
So currently we have six that, um, five, sorry, not six, um, five that have got back into government, 120 seats. Now, um, Labour has got 64 seats. And this is without to, the special to vote. govern, mm. they need 61 seats alone. So it has not been done in over 50 years where it has been a single party. Um, every other time it has been a coalition. So 61 seats for Labour, one for the Māori Party, one for ACT, 10 for ACT, 10 for Greens, and 35 for the National Party. Well done. Thank you. So my thoughts are... You know, everyone has their own rights and own individual thoughts, but listening to the media, listening to what has gone on, you know, Jacinta, the Prime Minister, was thanking so many people for, you know, voting Labour because they had never voted Labour before. And, you know, just the way she was doing it, I felt it, was, it wasn't sincere. And I feel... Oh, she our, just me out. Our, <laughs> our media has twisted... Twisted people and... Twist, twisted things and... We haven't actually seen the opportunity for... The smaller parties to be... Actually... Back in government. And that was the whole reason why New Zealand went to... Because they didn't want a one party system. To or, a yeah. mixed member parliament system, yeah, not first, not, not past first past the post. So um, I feel like just some of the smaller parties might not have been recognised by new voters, by people in general. The Opportunities Party never got in. They got what were you telling me before the show? One point four. One point four. Damn man. I like the Opportunities Party. Voted for them in the past. Like, like that guy, Jeff Simmons, he is former Treasury. So he actually knows his shit. Like, he actually knows mm. what makes the bowels, if I can use that term, of the country actually work. So we have over 17,000 special votes still to come in. They think... That it may just change, um, change, you know, the, um, the individuals, not so much the parties. So... You got that from me, though. Is that actual fact? Do they, do they predict a difference in the, in the amount of seats for the parties? They do predict that there could be a few more seats. Um, so I don't... I'm not one to understand this, but a few more seats to a few more percentage to national, which would probably make make sense that they'd have more have a couple more seats. So I'm guessing Labour would lose a couple. Um, mm. So that's that's something that I was just trying trying to understand, but. Um, it's it's been an interesting one, and I just feel like it's been really highly publicised that we've only got two yeah I thought, two, two yeah. parties, and we're not 
you know, Democrat, we don't have one side or the other. Yeah. And I think we could be doing more. And I think, one, I agree with Jade. I think more people should be actually (laughs) able to commit and actually contribute to individual policies. Now, right now, you know, why aren't we able to mix up all these different policies from all these different people? And we're not hearing the best. That's my thoughts. What are your thoughts, please? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, where whereabouts are we moving to? Because I don't know if I can do three years of this shit, to be fair. <laughs> um, like, like, that's one question I've got. And, and the other one just is, I, I guess, I guess really why I'm disappointed, not just because I actually care about the livelihoods of New Zealanders, is, be, is because... They don't really have a check system anymore. They're, they're going to be governing alone. Every single bill they pass will pass uh, because they've got the votes. And, like, it's not it's not about me not liking Labour. I've said this to you and mm. Simon before. I'm actually a libertarian. Like, so check my wikipedia it's been that way <laughs> it's been that way since back in the day so so i'm actually libertarian i'm not not party loyal in any sense but um yeah i don't like that there's a check system i don't like that under a labor government uh there was a bill passed that enabled uh police to remove you from your home home on suspicion of not complying with COVID guidelines on suspicion. Like, when we start getting those kinds of things in laws, people go missing. You know what I mean? And and we're yet to hear about who that law impacted. And that that is by far the most anti-freedom law that I've ever heard of. And granted, I'm not a legal scholar. Uh, I'm not a lawyer by any sense. But, like, I, I read stuff. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to understand things. And this doesn't seem right. I'll hand over to Simon for your thoughts. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was following that quite closely when they were introducing um, new legislation or updating it to give... Uh, extended powers um, due to COVID. And one of the things I saw uh, come up as an, a counter-argument was that, oh, the police already had these powers under the, um, what was it, under the State of Emergency Act, and that because we had to keep declaring a state of emergency, these powers were actually far greater than what they were trying to put into law and that the law constrained those powers to the COVID response, not just for any reason due to being a state of emergency. I don't know if that alleviates the concerns. I, Me personally, I'm always quite a distrustful of establishment person, you know, cool. like I'm always going to question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because there's very little examples of established governments across the world that have had the best interests of their own people at heart <laughs> always. <laughs> oh and Simon, you speak the, yeah. you speak to my heart, mate. Yep, yeah, and 
what Hannah was saying before about the two-party thing, me, I don't really absorb a lot of um, standard media like TV or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm not the average, like eligible voter at all neither are you jade i believe and or hannah you know we're just not the average person we're a bit more engaged a bit more savvy and don't consume standard media but hold on so are we saying the (laughs) are we saying the average person is not engaged yeah fuck yeah (laughs) you you cannot tell me that the average person in New Zealand actually pays attention to politics besides the headlines they see at the six o'clock bulletin and the three months that leads up to the election date. Give yeah. it a month. I tell you, everybody that was posting on social media or, you know, get out and vote doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Like, I've never thought about it like that. I, I, I just thought civics and civic participation was important to everyone because absolutely not like i said you live in society like you're bound by these laws don't you have an interest in influencing the law and influencing regulation you think but in new zealand people just think eh i've got it good or "Eh, i can't do anything (laughs) about it and so they disengage like the uh, yeah bro that's why i really think is oh i can't do anything about it i think labor's just gonna win so i'm just gonna vote for them i don't care and that's where i i really come down to feeling like a lot of those votes came from they won a lot of those seats because they thought oh yeah no they're just gonna win i'll just vote for them i don't know who to vote for and that's that's it yeah I and have... I think the, Sorry, the um, you go. yeah, thanks, thanks, Jay. I think the referendums helped increase um, engagement in the polls as well in in the election. Yeah, and I think there was yeah what what I call the casual voter, right? They just turn up for the election and just vote and then disengage. Don't really care about local government. Don't really care about lobbying to the MP. I don't even do any of that, but I pay attention to what bills come out in between election times yeah. and, you yeah. know, either offer public criticism or personal criticism uh, about those things. Make, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think it was bizarre seeing those TV debates feature only Jacinda and Judith. It was... Thank you, Yeah, man. it's so weird. Yeah. Like... One, there should be different a different format of discussing policies and what a potential government would look like if that party had a majority. Like, you know what I mean? They never really discussed potential <laughs> partnerships. Exactly. They, they brushed, and 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 when they did talk about partnerships, it's like a friendship level. Like, oh, are you best buds with this party? It's not like, yeah. where are you different? what sort of policies do you disagree with you know you had stuff and then it boiled down to ultimatums like if you're in government with with greens would you discuss the wealth tax or would you bring that to and it's like that's not it's not discussion based in reality nobody works in absolute like absolutes like that you know only a sith works in absolutes Mm. star wars to be fair (laughs) Thank you, Simon. You you make some really mind-blowing, amazing points. 
Um, Can I just say one other thing, too? Yeah, sure. Is I'm not saying that I'm leaning this way, but I think the National Party decided to put their leader, um, choose their leader, change their leader at such short notice because of our current Prime Prime Minister put a woman against a woman. They didn't see it that they could put a man against our Prime Minister and I think... I really do think it was that petty that they saw... I disagree. Okay, so I think they saw Simon up against Jacinda and thought uh, he's not actually tall enough and she's gonna beat him and then they said we need somebody else and then they got that guy whose name I can't even remember and then thought nah he's a little too white middle aged male we we probably need to go head to head and then they got Judith that's how I think it actually went down Mm, I think it was a lot closer to what we saw I think Okay, I don't know how the Labour Party works, but it's a lot easier for me to make the assumption that there is a shadow party behind National in terms of donors and the people that potentially used to be in the party. But, you know, the the old guard of National, they were directing Simon to behave in a traditional National manner, and he couldn't do it well, wasn't performing. They got the more conservative Todd, who I think on his own steam and by being uh, hoodwinked into thinking he was capable by the, uh, his campaign manager into rolling Simon, and it's his name Todd Muller, by the way. Todd, Todd, and Nick, yeah. Todd and Nikki had no idea what they were doing. Todd kept sticking his foot in his mouth and couldn't take the public harassment. His family obviously couldn't take the second hand. <laughs> embarrassment i honestly do think he had a mental breakdown and good on him for taking the time off but if you can't take the heat in the kitchen don't roll your leader in the year of an election and then uh, yeah and then they were just left with um judith and jerry who are the only senior figureheads with any sort of public um, reputation that would be able to lead i think in the next year or so let's see how it plays out but this christopher luxon dude i thought he would be a feature much sooner you know the way they talked about him in the media you can see they quite heavily loved to talk about him as soon as he joined the national party i thought nah, this is this is uh this is the pre-written predictive programming story like back in the day when Jacinda and Simon were just MPs. They used to put them against each other on breakfast TV all the time. I used to see. That's it. what I was going to say. They basically grew up together. It's it's like they groomed them to go head to head, and it's I potentially if we're getting really tin, put your tin hats on. Here, <laughs> there is some agreement between National and Labour to differ slightly in fundament in some policy areas, but keep this conservative direction that they're heading in conservative if you're quite left-leaning uh, a little bit 
the socialists if you're on the right hand side of them but they sit very center and don't differ much it's like they're like okay well we can't have one party in power forever but let's just you know flick back and forth between each other every few years or so and so they had these two people they identified as the leaders jacinda and simon put them in the public eye as young ones and thought hmm, okay jacinda i entirely agree with that like the writings on the wall they started sitting next to each other seven eight years ago on breakfast when paul henry was still doing it and he used to make fun of them talk shit about them i remember they were they were barely mid-20s when they started yep. with paul henry yeah it's, and it's like that kind of shit shouldn't be a coincidence don't you think like Nah, I'm sounding like really spicy talk, you know, but like that kind of stuff just doesn't happen by accident. Why put these two people up against each other all the time and then they end up being the leaders? Like there is some grooming going on that it's not public knowledge. I do have a question for you though, Simon. So I've lobbed in a few jabs already about what I think about the current parliamentary makeup. And we mm. all know that I'm a libertarian, though, so I don't want to get emails about, oh, you're not appropriate to be working in public service, because I am. These, <laughs> they, these are just opinions. But, Simon, are, are you worried at all about um, uh, a parliament that literally has no check and balance system anymore? Yeah, that, that's like a silly question. And it doesn't matter who would be in power yeah, yeah. Uh, without without any checks and balances without any sort of sounding board um the ability <laughs> like yeah man the ability to pass any bill they or to kill any bill you know what i mean like national and, and other parties put up, yeah national and other parties put up bills that are of good quality like wasn't the enabling good life something that came out of national exactly so it's for them to just be like, oh, no, nah, we don't really want that to happen or, well, we'll let this happen and, and you, you know, don't make a noise about this. You know, there's all those backhanded discussions that could happen because of it. Like, I wasn't going to make it about my work, but just for two seconds, like, could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine how much my life would be wasted if AGL was reversed? Imagine if they just totally adopted the um, Health and Disability Review. Oh, wait, did they mention EGL in there, though? They th I think they did, a little bit. Uh, don't give me started on the, on the review. I'm, I'm working very hard on that as well. But could you yeah. imagine if EGL yeah. was reversed? My, the, most of my adult life would be meaningless. Can you imagine I that? mean, not entirely meaningless. I'm sure you've improved the lives exactly. of lots of people so far. Yeah. It would the, your future would become a lot more uncertain. It would be like respawning, maybe. Maybe <laughs> that that'd be a better way to put it. It'd be like respawning. It'd be like, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I just had one question too, <laughs> Simon. Um, what do you think that the re think about, um, or you might know a bit more, that the results of the referendums weren't announced on election night? That they're being held up for two months. Do you think that's fair and reasonable? Two months doesn't seem fair and reasonable. Like, I surely once all the special votes are in, that's it. Like, what's 
there to recount. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so what I read is they weren't even acknowledged, counted on the night. Um, oh. So. Okay, then give it another two weeks. Like, what the fuck's two months? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, or, or, the original article that I saw, it said, okay, October, October 30th, now it's saying not November 20th. So, you know, I don't know what the holdup is. You know, is that is there just more chance for corruption to go on and secret um, suddenly votes be changed slightly? But do you think do you think there's the ability for our votes to be manipulated just in our general election? I mean, sure that like, you know you hear about it in all other parts of the world. Like, do you think that happens here? Or do you think, like, the results that we've been told so far are literally just everybody's votes? I, I think with any system, I mean, if you look at the principle of copying and copyright with software, um, anything can be manipulated uh, to be copied or destroyed, including votes. Um, I, I can't speculate as to how vulnerable we are. I, I have I have a certain degree of confidence in our electoral system, but I, I can't actually hand on heart say that uh, we have a foolproof system. If but, we voted by blockchain, we'd be able to see our little key of vote into the, into the communal vote wallet of blockchain voting. And I'd also, like to see, then you'd be able to see, like, you know, you were unique number 146 of however many thousand votes yep. for this party. Yep, and you'd also be able to see the existence of the chain. So you, mm. you wouldn't be able to identify individuals, but um, you'd be able to reverse engineer to give assurance that the record is true and correct. So, you, you know... I, I'm starting to sound like a national voter who just wants the vote to be different, but, you know, it is what it is. In three more years till we, we can have better lives, and, and that's okay. Unless they, fuck, <laughs> unless they fuck up immensely and we can get them out. Yeah, true. Forcing yeah. <laughs> early election or something. A vote of no confidence. So, that that's... That, I don't know how to segue into the next thing, but I, but I did want to talk briefly about my old mate, um, Ice Cube. Now, we know him as a rapper. We know him as a member of NWA. Mm -hmm. We know him and as a movie star. And as a movie star, he started out by independently funding his first movie. True. Wow true story um and he was famously known to be the guy that smashed up the office of his manager oh. I, I only remember his first name brian because of that scene in the movie where's my money brian but um ice cube has also apparently now gotten into the world of politics now i'm going to Speed summarize. I'm not. I'm not going to be very detailed at all. But my take on what's going on for uh, Mr. Cube is that he's he's fed up 
He's fed up with the oppressive government system of America and he wanted to do something practical about it. And I think there's something really uh, commendable about that to say, okay, I'm not just going to talk about it, I'm actually going to do it. And if you guys look at the chat right now, what Mr. Cube did uh, was develop a position paper. I'll just find my scene. Well, you find the scene, Jane, there was a, a message of a hello a little while ago. Vader Khan 59. Hello. Oh, Apologies. yeah, I missed Hi, that. guys. Vader yeah. Khan 59. And, and just while we're at it, full completeness. I'll just make sure I haven't missed anything over on DLive. I haven't. So, so there's the position paper um, that Mr. Cube developed. And I certainly don't want to be streaming my um, DLive dashboard. So let's sort that out beforehand. And um, so I'll leave, it, I'll leave it to everybody at home to sort of read through that. I don't see it as valuable uh, content for me to read it to you. There's a summarized version that you'll find uh, in HTML and then you've got a full uh, 22 page can we say dossier? It sounds very formal. <laughs> um, 22 page document uh, laying out uh, Mr. Cube's plans for the future. Uh, one thing I wanted to point everybody to, which I, I thought was really interesting in this document, though, was the federal funding of baby bonds. Now, now I've heard examples of this around the world. I think Australia has a baby bond type system in place. I think we were talking about it at one point, dabbling in should we give every family $5,000 for every baby. Um, and then what he's also proposing here is something, uh, for people born into lower f wealth families, contributions up to $46,500 a year, um, each year up until the age of 18, uh, Wow, so, so you'd be actually be able to access those funds at that time. You mm. can tell I read this before the show, lol. <laughs> um, the, the other thing, the other thing which I thought was really interesting when I was doing more background out, outside of the, the website was that um, Ice Cube's entire proposal uh, would cost $500 billion. And he's seeking that um, both campaigns, the Biden and the Trump campaign, whoever wins, implement this within their first 100 days. Um, he also speaks to uh, judicial reform. I was just going to bring this up. He wants to eliminate... Uh, mandatory minimum sentences and three strikes laws. Uh, he wants to implement a civil rights division uh, for justice. Uh, 
And would you believe that lynching is not yet a federal hate crime? So he wants to ensure uh, that that happens. Probably, probably the last thing I really want to mention about this before go going into what's happened for Cube, though, is um, he's also suggesting that every black American get a one-time interest-free loan towards home ownership. I just feel that that would be amazingly expensive. Amazingly expensive. Interest-free loan. Interest-free loan for a house. But they said it only cost five hundred billion. Yeah. Was that not inclusive? I doubt that. Do you being not see that five hundred billion is expensive? Simon? Oh, I'd say that is expensive, I but I don't. I see people um, being able to rack up, you know mortgages it's for... still a loan so you'd take out the loan and you'd have you'd have principal to pay so if you bought i don't know let's throw figures out like if you bought a house for half a million you'd be you'd be on the line for half a million you just wouldn't be on the line for anything else mm. you'd be on the line for your house really uh, yeah you know... that's how banks make the money yeah, and then and then the question has to be, well, who's who's paying the banks to be okay with that? Wow, fuck the Federal Reserve. It's a private company anyway. Well, <laughs> that's another topic for another stream. So I just I just googled Jade quickly. The annual budget uh, that the U.S. spends on the military is seven hundred twenty-five billion dollars a year. So it'd be uh, two. <laughs> two-thirds of their annual military budget so he he's he's asking for a fair bob yeah and and i guess um so this is all fine you can read this document at your leisure you may or may not agree with all of mr cube's uh policy positions i i'm told by reading other sources that uh, Ice Cube engaged experts yep. to arrive at these positions. Um, yeah, I can't imagine he has um, <laughs> any of all the different law aspects of that contract. Yeah. yeah. So but, he, I think that's awesome in terms of being uh, revolutionary or, you know, out there. You know, big picture thinking. As I said, this is a guy that did something. Yeah, you know, and I, and I really, I really commend that. Like, I don't, I don't have to agree with everything that he says, but but I guess I'll I'll bring you to the Twitter feed. When's oh. the contract of New Zealand disability pe disa disabled people uh, coming out, Jade? The <laughs> yeah, that 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 is a good question, Simon, and I, I'm sort of looking at looking at this document and thinking yeah what what a baseline what a good guide because i suppose i hadn't really thought about how it was actually gonna like form like even though we've had some delays in coming up with the position i've still been thinking about form i suppose 
I'm trying to find that link. Why does this... Did you know that I hate the new Facebook? Um, if anybody else would like my opinion on the matter, I also absolutely hate the new Facebook. <laughs> mm. like, it's, I can't it's like they're trying to make it look like a phone. Yeah. I found it anyway. So everybody fuck Facebook and all the rest. Fuck Mark Zuckerberg. You can't see me pointing the fingers, but I am. So, what do I want to show you? Just real quick to round, round this up, I just wanted to point to um, what it's been like for Ice Cube since he developed this position paper. Unfortunately, a large majority of the uh, African-American community have not been pleased uh, with Ice Cube around this. Um, so this is a tweet where he says, I hope all these people with podcasts and radio shows telling the world I'm too underqualified and uneducated to talk about a document I created don't get asked to pull out their communications degrees and show you they are qualified and educated enough to speak to you of the airwaves. And I, and I think that's really relevant. I, I would say mm. that everyone has a voice. Everybody should have the opportunity to develop a position on whatever they like. Mm. Um, we, we can argue about the pros and cons of something being, in, being informed by experts. And the more you tumble down the, the rabbit hole, the more you realize that nobody is an expert. Um, but hopefully I'm able to grab um, some of the some of the examples here. I, I didn't want to take screenshots because I'd be there all day. Um, yep. Yeah. All I can see are people supporting him at the moment. Uh, but what I will say... Uh, here's one Here's one I'll point to and then we'll leave it at that. Uh, the, problem, the problem is you are coming in and claiming that the only way for politicians to speak to black issues is to cater to you and your disrespect for black leaders and organisations that have been fighting these fights for years. Nobody anointed you the CEO of Black America. And I, I just feel like uh, the, this kind of debate is certainly not uncommon mm. uh, to me through, through some of the uh, collaborative projects that I do. Everybody wants to be a leader uh, nothing much gets done. One dude pokes his head out and everybody just seeks to tank him down. Simon, what's your, what's your take on the response? I mean, I, I know I only read out one tweet, but you've got the feed on you as well. Got any thoughts? Um, is he trying to be the CEO of Black no. America? No, no. he's not. It's like, are any of those things he's trying to get in place detrimental to black people? If not, then why 
Are you angry? He's trying to push the envelope. <laughs> exactly. Trying to highlight this to the president to actually make it a priority where presidents have not known how to engage and how to support people. He's gone out, actually spoken to people, he's got experts to support him to write this, and it's a beginning point, you know? Um, if the politician, if the president is going to be implementing it, they're going to be either following um, the position paper or adapting it um, with, with the community's understanding. I think something needs to be done. I know this is slightly left field, but obviously there's a lot of black Americans in, New Ze in America right now who are just rioting and not achieving anything, not getting anything done. So isn't this somewhere to begin? And a lot of organizations, like they say, oh, well, we've been fighting for years. Um, well shut up just accept that he's got this in front of the potential presidents and actually fighting for years but he's actually got a platform here yeah he's actually in a position to click his fingers and say okay experts make me a website and let's go get this shit done and, and that's what that's what he's done and what they should do those people are complaining about say okay he's gone and done that hey I want to feed into Ice Cube's paper and actually talk to him further about how it's developed and what we've been doing for years. Alright, Simon, I'm going to play a video just now. Um, if you want to switch to the delayed feed, um, live, <laughs> live feed. Uh, but this, I, I just want to play a small segment of ice cubes like in-person response to some of the feedback uh that he's been getting and i i just want to check my levels because i'm only going to do this once so i might, I might bring that back up and yeah i won't be able to hear what he says unfortunately yeah just watch the delayed feed we have to think about ourselves you know we love all the other races of the world but at some point we got to figure out how do we get ahead? Because everybody's on top of us, but us. Um, or everybody's on top of us. And the shit ain't gonna work. We ain't gonna survive this. The way it's going. It's just designed that I, I can't see the future. So we gotta change this shit. Um, everybody's been mad at me because I haven't been on the the fucking, um, you know, the gravy train of, of these candidates, you know, especially Joe Biden and Harris, you know, I don't, I don't trust none of them. No president has done right by us. So I don't, I don't, I don't trust none of them. So putting our you know, hopes and dreams behind any of them just don't work. We got to make them do what we want them to do. And there's only a few ways to do that. Now, I've been making contacts, trying to, you know, talk about these real issues, you know, 
Um, you know, straight up, I believe the the Democrats have they've been nice. You know, they've been uh, cordial, so to speak. You know, I don't, I don't really see them pushing their policies in in any different direction. You know, they're still talking this minority, minority, people of color shit uh, that don't necessarily include us. That don't necessarily include black Americans, especially um, descendants of slaves. Um, Ados. American descendants of slaves. That don't, that, that ain't specifically us. It's everybody. We ain't gonna get shit. Because when you look around, everybody hates us. So we still at the bottom of that. Um, so, you know, I think the Democrats, they, you know, they got every black celebrity and shit on their team. So they just figure, you know, <laughs> tell Q to shut the fuck up and vote. And so I ain't going to do that. You know, I'm going to push the program. We got a program. I'm pushing it on everybody. So we'll leave it at that. Absolutely mind-blowing position statement there from my good mate, Ice Cube. Simon. I'd I'd love a summary, thanks. Summary? Yeah, I couldn't hear him. Oh, right. So he's basically saying he's doing this. He's doing this for black America. He's sick of the Democrat Party being for minorities. You know, America is supposed to be for America. He's not seeing black Americans being well served by policies uh, from the Democrat Party. He wants to get stuff done. He's tired of the racist tropes and he just wants to see better people live better lives. Is that is that a fair summary of what I he said, one of the things he said, which, which is really a point, see, he said, I don't trust any politician to just make changes. That is why I gotta... I gotta do it. We gotta start actually putting it towards them and actually saying, what is it that we need? And, you know, it's... And he said, um, we are not, what does minority mean? It does not always include black, black Americans who are descendants from slaves. You know, how is America supporting America, Americans? Hmm. Amazing. So, you said that you've been following this for a little while, Simon. Uh, Any final thoughts before we move on to your segment? Yeah, so when I say that I've been following it, I've seen Ice Cube get some flack. um, When other uh, prominent black celebrities for not... um, supporting the democratic party and like without question uh these people who just don't buy into the 
uh, like you were saying, if you if you don't vote Democrats, <laughs> if you're you not ain't black. black. That what? Yeah, like that sort of argument is so counterproductive to any sort of um, you know sophisticated democratic conversation. Um, you don't tie yourself to. Uh, you've got some interesting comments in the chat. The uh, yeah. I wasn't going to read those actually. Like, uh, yeah. like, like for the sake of the recording later, we'll just forget that we saw those. No worries. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe potentially somebody you, you knew was sending their love for you. No, my goodness me! No, no one's asked me for a long time to see my titties. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I just don't. I don't think any sort of race should be tied to a political party nah. because they're supposed to be the one that represents their issues. Nah. Everybody should represent your issues. Amazing. Well, I wish Ice Cube the best of luck. I, I look forward to tracking the momentum of the contract for black america i i really look forward to seeing what comes of it and as i said you know very close to home i'll, I'll sort of be analyzing the document maybe as a model to use for other work simon <laughs> yeah that's right uh i think i will be coming out soon with a contract for working with uh white bald new zealanders <laughs> 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 nice. And, and um, how, how we're discriminated it? against. Are you? We yeah, we've always have been. Yeah. So when yeah. you, get, but at the same time, when you get pulled over by a cop, you actually end up alive at the end of it. I mean, that's because I um I know how to loosen a few buttons. Oh yeah. And uh, show them big old titties. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, cool. Now, now I'm thinking about um, Simon with implants. But anyway, should, <laughs> should we move? Should we move to your segment, Simon? I'm I'm actually really fascinated. I know you sent me some links while we were live, uh, but please feel free to take us through. Yeah, I mean, it's I don't know if there's much value in watching the video like uh it's it might be worth just sharing the link you could bring it up i guess oh, the, show video. Up the, twitter, the twitter thread the post that i sent you in um the yeah. dms is a twitter video okay. it's rudy giuliani the mayor of new york city how long was it is he, it's like a few minutes i think it's not long shorter oh, than what a, we just said we could show this we could show this oh yeah but basically, if you haven't been following along, uh, Hunter Biden, who is a uh, drug addict, well-established, been to rehab a few times, um, has basically, what the story is, is that he dropped off a computer to get repaired. The hard drive was then leaked to someone within Trump's circle. And now Rudy Giuliani is um, doing media appearances and displaying some of the uh, alleged contents in that video. So he's showing some of the text messages uh, from Hunter Biden in there. Uh, but basically what is so grotesque about his laptop is that there is a 
massive treasure trove of work and emails similar <laughs> to similar to hillary clinton's private server that got leaked um uh, rest in peace seth rich the democratic uh staffer who paid his life for those emails coming to light um but yeah so basically what happened with hunter biden's laptop is that there's all these work emails that talk about his dodgy kickbacks and arranging meetings with joe biden and um and providing access for money and then a bunch of deals with china and then it gets to the gross stuff which is uh apparently a massive pile of uh naked pictures of himself but then also um child abuse material they didn't say whether it's him in the child abuse material i think there was some claims that he is involved in it but yeah essentially there is some really sick shit on that laptop similar to that conversation we had a few weeks ago jade about the uh guy anthony werner that made nine police officers in the nypd commit suicide in one year uh wow. this guy hunter biden's laptop had some pretty similar stuff my goodness me and um, so if you wanted to just bring up the video yeah I'm i'll sure. bring up the video yeah. i got it i got it here i just wanted to give you the air time to finish your opening yep. statement uh here we go so this is a video featuring rudy giuliani everybody in which he says the following and he's discussing um he's discussing his uh sister-in-law who for quite some time was his lover i'm going to mute myself says, so i can uh, listen she, she told my therapist that i was sexually inappropriate this would be with a unnamed 14 year old girl when she says that I FaceTime naked with the unnamed 14-year-old girl, and the reason I can't have her out to see me is because I walk around naked smoking crack, talking Tom girls on FaceTime. When she was pressed, she said that the unnamed 14-year-old girl never said anything like that, but the bottom line is that I created and caused a very unsafe environment for the kids. Uh, this is supported by numerous pictures of underage uh, girls. So, uh, Mr. Mayor, I, uh, that is, look, that's dynamite stuff. Uh, and I've seen yeah, it. I turned it over to the... To the you turned, turned, you it, turned it over, it over to, the, to the Delaware State Police, correct? Yes, yesterday. Bernie Carrick and I turned it over to the Delaware State Police because we're right. very uncomfortable with this. So we're very uncomfortable with the fact that these underage girls were not protected. Is Joe Biden eligible to be president after that? <laughs> if your son is a pedophile, probably not. I'm saying sorry, mate. You probably <laughs> yeah. don't have the skill set to be a president. There's probably potentially the potential for Donald Trump's son to be involved in that stuff, but I don't see it happening. Um, if you can't and do you remember but, sorry, sorry but do you remember i saw a, a tweet that came up after this video and do you remember how um they were saying that donald trump was on the phone withholding aid to ukraine looking for dirt on joe on joe biden it was completely the, you know the Burisma the deal it was completely the opposite but wouldn't that make sense right like if 
this material on Hunter Biden's laptop shows that they were being crooked in their access, that potentially there was, you know, some validity to what Donald Trump was trying to do and get some inter- information. But I'm interested to hear what you said about it being the opposite. Yeah, so it wasn't Trump withholding, it was actually Joe Biden. So, so the situation occurred while President Obama was still in office. Uh, his his son was being investigated because of business dealings with the um, Ukraine energy company, which I can't remember. I can't yeah, Burisma. Okay. Burisma, yeah. yeah. So he was under investigation. Joe Biden said, I'm not giving you the $1 billion until you fire the investigator and put this all away. Donald Trump was just simply in a meeting with the Ukrainians said, did that actually happen? That's that's like literally all they said. Did, did, that, mm. did that actually happen? Do you need anything from America? We're very sorry about that. That's literally all Donald Trump did. And then the left, the left media flipped that whole thing and said, uh, that Trump was trying to dig dirt. It's not digging dirt to ask one question about a thing that the Ukraine president mentioned to you. That's not really digging dirt. No. And that, yeah, like I said, I guess, uh, thank you for yeah clearing that up for me, but that does <laughs> validate the stuff that's coming out on this laptop yeah it all link yeah it all is you know it all links up i but mean it's, it's gross bro it's it's disgusting without any of the global politics involved the fact that there's pictures and videos of this guy and little girls is it's disgusting i mean what's going on in america r kelly's doing it jeffrey epstein's doing it whole bunch of other people that are not famous yet are doing it. The thing is, is like, I have this, and I was thinking about talking about this yesterday while I was at the gym. I have this fascination with how ancient history becomes modern day and how people treat it so differently in terms of, like, how relevant it is. Like, somebody's, like, our history was somebody's, present day like there is no moment where things become history it just you know time just marches on forward so there was secret societies people in black hoods making sacrifices and doing satanic shit thousands of years ago and the fact that people just think that doesn't happen anymore is like a little bit concerning you know like that kind of stuff just doesn't stop randomly so hold on so you're saying we need to accept these activities as reality or what what are no, you saying what are you saying it, it's not a new phenomena i'm saying it's always there's always been a shadowy elite powerful group of people that have a truer understanding of the nature of our reality the nature of our human existence they can they've destroyed a lot of information there's things like the vatican archives there's the lost library of alexandria there is this this common theme throughout history of hoarding and 
hiding the truth and all the knowledge and all of the power and at some point soon we need to as a collective combat that and that's why i think things seem so wonky right now is that we're starting to see that i think we're starting to see the illusion fall away people are starting to to look into things a bit deeper but also the con's gone on so long that things are just falling over now how do you know that we're not we're not being manipulated into thinking we're looking into something when actually that's entirely what they want us to do? Who knows? Potentially. Uh, I mean, I mean, again, that's very tinfoil hat, but like, uh, yeah, at what at what point? Because you said earlier in the podcast, like people don't like to think about the implications of their decisions they they vote but they don't really care what if those secret societies have literally um designed life that way like like it's it's fascinating to me how we go to school then we go to work uh, then we get a job, and then we might establish a career, and then you might get married, have children, get older, get some more hobbies. It's the rat race, bro. The the mm-hmm. pa- the pattern is very predictable. No. Mhm. Absolutely. And you know that pattern in particular seeks to serve industry. Like, like I was reading something recently where, like, have we even thought about how schools were designed? Schools were designed by the manufacturing industry to ensure they had a continual workforce of people to manufacture products and, and big machinery. Did you know that, that schools weren't designed by community they were designed by a manufacturing society i hadn't read that anywhere but it doesn't surprise me at all <laughs> so so the mere the mere fact we go to school at all is a signal that right you're on track you're going to be productive for somebody one day and a select few people break out of that mark zuckerberg being a great example i'd probably point to elon as well I mean, Elon, uh, he came from a pretty successful family. Oh, did he? Um, I didn't know that. His, his, his dad was a um, an emerald mine owner in South Africa, making billions of dollars exploiting poor people to pull precious I metals out of the ground. I did not know that. So he's not yeah. independently his, wealthy? His dad then gave him the money to produce some startups and then eventually get eBay. Was it PayPal? PayPal. PayPal. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, not eBay. PayPal. But I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, like, regardless of whether he was upper middle class or whatever, I mean, he was at Harvard, but still. He stole that idea, didn't he? Didn't he steal Facebook off people? That... Maybe, but that's got nothing to do with breaking out of the rat race. He's done it, right? It could. I mean, he's probably a CIA. Uh asset maybe all social media is a cia asset i mean 
would make sense. And the, the last two examples I'll point to is Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. Now, now there's no questioning their, their history at all. Those guys. Well, there is. There really? Is. There what do you What do you got yeah. for me on these dudes? <laughs> so uh, the the same guy who produced that thread that we started discussing, he's yeah. got threads on Bill Gates and um, not so much Steve Jobs, but definitely. So Bill Gates uh, allegedly, this is just me recalling the information sure. I remembered from this thread. So allegedly, Bill Gates's father is a eugenicist and friends with the Rockefellers, who are part of the group that own the Federal Reserve and established it at the beginning. So. Um, Bill Gates, his father, yeah, was a Freemason um, and was a part of the most powerful groups of businessmen in the foundation of America. Simon continues to shatter my understanding of reality every single week. It's <laughs> interesting. Isn't it? I, I love that time. I love that Simon goes deep like that because he's me like, oh, I know who Bill Gates is. I know who Steve Jobs is. Mm. No, you don't. Wow. Yeah, the rat race. Yeah. It's gross. Mm. And people just accept it, though, eh? Like, did you understand that the... Um, schools weren't actually designed by community. They were designed by industry. Was that um, to me or Hannah? Hannah. Oh, yeah. No, but <laughs> I had a feeling that that is how they were. Yeah. Because it used to be, um, you know, that there were only set topics for girls and boys. And Actually, that is a thing. Now yeah. that you mention it, back in the day, it was exactly like that. Sewing, cooking, and <laughs> typewriting for for girls. Um, so one learned how to have a family, basically. Um, cooking, cleaning, and then sewing. So maybe get a job, and then. You could possibly leave, leave school and become a typist. That's amazing. Yeah, schools, yeah, really are about indoctrination. We, we should really, and you know, there are some newer models of schooling where in the first um, years when they're at school, they don't do any sort of assessment. They um, focus on ethics and principles. You know, they don't so much study subjects Japan. yeah and then yeah. i don't know if there's a place for intense specification or um like narrow focus through through study but there is something to be said about finding what drives individuals and relating their learning and their schooling around that for them yeah no like I I look at my I look at my own daughter and like I'm I'm probably being a little bit hyperbolic, but if I remember dropping her off at school in the kind of inquisitive mind 
that she had when I dropped her off at school the first time. And if I, she seems to now sort of accept accept rules. She's like mm-hmm. rewarded for understanding parameters and stopping at them and understanding them and just unlocking the parameters as they're told to her. And did you ever used to get in trouble for being the kid who asked why? Yeah, I I still am that kid. Yeah, I was. It got got beaten out of me, but it's yeah one of the the earliest memories I have, and one that's not earliest, but one of the strongest memories I have of a young kid is just consistently asking why. That you know something was this way, why? because of this well why because of that because you know and just you get to the point where adults <laughs> yeah. get frustrated that they need to explain something and then that's where that that um yeah the towing the line comes from yeah. that's where the uh, accepting of reality comes from because people just get tired of explaining things and it's it is this way because it's always been this way in, in little small ways what i do to sort of combat that is i I like to get in creative mode uh, with my daughter and just be like, show me something, create me something, or let, let, let's, let's like get a piece of paper and design the perfect house or design the perfect farm or, or just be like really imaginative. I really try. I don't have her that much in the week, so I, you know, I really pain myself to sort of come up with ways that I could exercise that muscle for her. Because if, mm. I'm, if I'm honest, I really wish that my parents knew the damage that school was doing. And I mean, school's not for every kid. And that's because those kids it's not for, those are the ones that are actually thinking. <laughs> right? You know, you know what I mean? So, so I, I really try to just, like ask her open-ended questions or demand that she show me something that doesn't exist or ask her questions like if you could how would you kind mm. kind of questions you know go really really broad not not to the extent of the question of the week of course because i'll probably break, break her poor brain but similar questions to be honest yeah yeah there is something to be said about experiencing pure creation yeah like it is one of the yeah purest forms of joy and fulfillment is to and it's what i mean we talked about nikola tesla and him not having any of his ideas within his brain and accessing them from what he called the ether or this unified field of consciousness and not and understanding that's where creation comes from you don't have the concept in your brain you must download it from somewhere and that's what i think is really cool about what you're doing with your daughter i think that's awesome jade yeah and like to be clear for anybody you know watching this on demand later or watching this on youtube or wherever we stick it i'm not anti-school like like (laughs) I i think there is definitely like basic fundamentals that it's beneficial for children to understand addition subtraction multiplication all of that is fine i'm just a bit iffy about the rest 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you want your children to be able to speak good English and, you know, write well. It's not even about the writing, actually, because saying write well could actually be quite ableist. But I, I suppose as long as our children can communicate effectively, however that is for them, whether they mm. want to write, type, or whatever they want to do with it, speak, um, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm just about, just about iffy about how much we instill conformity in the children. Like, like I don't know. Oh, uniforms, bro. I don't get uniforms. Why the fuck do we need uniforms? Cost-saving. So, so let me tell you something. It's about the parents and the the parents that may not be able to have a variety of clothes for the child. If everybody wears the same thing, you don't know the difference as, as to whether I'm wearing uniform number five for the week or the same one I wore on Monday. It's a cost-saving mechanism. It's, and it's also I think it's a, I think that's a cop out though. I mean I get it, but I think it's a cop out and doesn't address a bigger issue, which is poverty mm. and creates a secondary issue of adhering to authority without clear reason. Like are you gonna tell your kids, well, the reason we all wear a uniform is because Timmy in your class is poor as shit and can't afford <laughs> more than one T shirt and shorts, like you're not going to say that to your kids. They're just going to say, you have to wear a uniform because that's what the principal and the teachers want you to do. Like, how do you explain that to kids? Are you, how would you tell your daughter that she wears a uniform because parents can't afford to, to clothe their kids appropriately and that other kids will then make fun of them because of it? Like, So, so real, real talk, I, I, I am so into this, I don't mind talking about this. My daughter does wear a uniform, so so this is very close to home, um, and and I remember the principal. He liked to have like two meetings with new parents coming in, so as so I had two meetings with the principal, and one of the things I said is, uh, "I'd be really keen if you drop the uniform, like like po policy policy wise." There's not a lot holding uniforms in place. It, it's mm. just, they're just sort of there. It's a one paragraph that says the Board of Trustees endorse a uniform supplied by this company um, for the design of the uniform. See this document. Very, very simple. Rip it out. Done. Maybe yeah. the Board of Trustees have uh, <laughs> a friendship with the uniform company. But I'm with you, like, don't get me wrong, like, just because I have an understanding of why it's in place, I, I'm with you, it shouldn't be there, and I, and I think, saying without, sorry, what? Didn't you actually have a personal situation where you were actually going to be sent to detention when you were a kid for... Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah, I could probably talk about that, so... That's uh... one thing I found fascinating <laughs> for that. I don't know if this is valuable content, Simon. Tell me to move on. You you know we're we're it's a team effort here, but I I'll just say for a second that in regards to uniform, 
Uh, I went to a school that had one. I, I don't mind shouting out, actually. Takapuna Grammar, represent. Um, so, so I went there, and their uniform for boys was uh, shorts year-round, like shorts. And my mum had sort of said to me, well, shorts are no good for you because you've got lower circulation. You need to wear pants so that you, your legs don't end up blue and you don't get other health problems. So my mum bought me some grey pants and said, uh, you're not exactly complying, but close enough. Mm. I was nearly expelled for trying to uh, look, look after, after your health. Look after my look after my health like that. My mum had gone to such lengths like she even got the exact grey, like the exact grey of the shorts. It wasn't a rebellion. It wasn't like this out there protest of the school. It was literally just because my my legs do get cold. Yeah. That's so crazy that they decided to fight that. (laughs) Like, when there are so many obvious reasons to just accept and and then embrace that, and go, oh, yeah, let's be inclusive and, and, you know, welcoming and make a slight um, acceptance to a different pair of pants that are the same color, different length of fabric. Like, essentially, that's what it boils down to is, if you were really, really tall, <laughs> like, like extremely tall, those same pants that you wore would have been compliant with the, uh, with yeah. the, had you rolled them up your legs a little bit, yeah, had you cut them off compliant, but no, because there was a little bit too much long fabric in comparison to your leg, yeah expelled that is just so funny and and i wasn't expelled like we we worked through it with the um the dean and the rest but um the point is the the suggestion was that because my material was too long i could potentially be expelled and i say again my mum got the exact gray like like it wasn't it was a no way a rebellion or anything disrespecting the school i wasn't wearing bright yellow pants to school it wasn't anything like that the exact gray she found and oh I was... man i spend so many lunch times inside because i'd wear like a a white singlet under my uniform top and you'd see the trim of it <laughs> hanging out the bottom or i'd wear like a a non um you like non uniform hoodie or jacket or they had this stupid rule where you couldn't wear like your sports team jacket like say i played rugby for the school you get a different jacket to wear before you warm up and all that and it's a thicker material and way better design than like the other normal like uniform but even it carried you know it said audio college shout out over college on the coast um <laughs> yeah audio college funny enough Nice. You could wear Mufti in year 13. So you made it through uniform all the way up, and then you got to wear Mufti in year 13. Same. We were the last year. I think we were the last year. They discontinued it um, 
after we finished, which was quite funny. The one thing they also discontinued after our year is the uh, walk to school bus. So on the last day of school, we'd start on the peninsula at like six in the morning, drink all the way to school on the side of the road, and then turn up to school like pissed ass. <laughs> that sounds like uh, a time for the principal to deal with. I mean, the year before us, they they clamped down on us. They wanted to end it, but we did it anyway. But the year before us, there was, like, reports of recycling bins ending up all over the road, people passing out in front lawns. Like, it wasn't a good look at all, but I thought it was quite funny that they tried to stop it, and we still did it. And then I don't know if it continues on to this day, but they tried to stamp it out. Yeah, the whole Mufti in Year 13, I suppose, with with the focus being on study in Year 13, you hardly ever there, from what I recall. I was there quite a lot, and gosh, bless the Lord for girls in Mufti. I mean, compared to the school uniform, (laughs) that made made it all the sweeter to come to school. I don't know, there... I, I don't know if it's my leaning to, like, anime, but there was always something really, um, sweet about about a girl in, in uniform, you know? It's, it's just, like, nice, not not in a, in a like, a attraction, like, thirsty kind of way, just nice. You look, like <laughs> a, you look at a girl in uniform and, like, yeah, like, even when I... Even when I travel around and I see, you, you know, a girl in hotel uniform, I'm like, wow, you know, she looks really nice. I, like, I, I agree. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think girls in a hotel are different. It's like a, it's like a, <laughs> the, um, your rating scales just get a bit wonky when you're in a hotel, especially if you're in a different region. You're, um, yeah, your sixes and tens and numbers in between kind of can go a bit funny yeah you start, you you start working allowing, behind the desk you start allowing for fours depending how far away from uh-huh. where you are <laughs> yeah that's right and whether it was ha- whether it was happy hour downstairs or not oh god we're, we're falling into a rabbit hole Simon. and i actually think this is a good place uh to leave the podcast uh for the evening as always simon i've i've really enjoyed your company thanks for being here uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, f- cementing my spot uh, on the uh, Epic Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Again, um, uh, thank, I guess, yeah, You, we all brought some pretty cool topics to, to the floor. And, um, you know, it wasn't just the sim- same topic. No, uh, definitely. Every, every discussion, yeah. And um, we, we're going to look at different ways to promote this, get people coming along. I'm, I'm having a... I'm having a real look at the promotional program and what we can do. Sorry to say, Simon, but part of it includes dragging you to a photographer, potentially. So so I'll be in touch around that. If I can put them on my Tinder profile, you can get me <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Oh, 